Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Hello, beautiful human. Hey. We got Dan here. We got me here. And we welcome to the studio. Spencer Sutherland. All yeah. right. Yeah. Woo. It's finally. Dude, thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm very excited to be Get here. Get out of here. You're a friend of mine, and we hang out like human beings, like yeah, when man. there's not a camera or a microphone around. And How do you guys know each other? I didn't know this. Oh. Yeah. He's, we're super good friends. We are friends through friends. Yes. And then we, uh. You just, go. Who, who, we have so many mutual friends. Rajiv. Rajiv started it. Yeah. Rajiv Dahl. He's a, oh, I know him. He sings yeah. on YouTube. Okay. Great. The, super cool guy. Class um, act. Like really one of the nicest people I've ever met. He really is. He's such a kind guy. He cares about people. We, uh, we just started like talking, um, at I think like a party or something and we just like hung out for an hour and. Became yeah. best buds. I think I met you one night where we ended up on a party bus. Were you there? <laughs> I've never been on a party bus. You've never, no, there was a bus that, like, we everybody, we were at a party. Okay. And at one point in the party, <laughs> the, a, a random bus pulled up. Whoa. And they were like, get in the bus. Or we went from the party to a bar, and then there was a bus that we got on that took us to another <laughs> bar that we didn't even know whose bus it was. Do you th- were you not there? Not ringing a bell? I don't know if you know that it's you're talking to me right now <laughs> i mean i do no, no 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 no. maybe I, maybe we were at the bar and then i went home and then the, that's when the bus stuff happened maybe well i'm just going back to the first time i ever met rajiv so i guess i oh. didn't meet, meet you after that at his house it was i think it was at his house regardless we have many mutual friends rajiv our friend greg i mm-hmm. love your girlfriend with my entire being uh, she's an angel she's, she's great like this beautiful ray of light and mm-hmm. like what she her positivity is matched by her incredible talent. Mm-hmm. It's she's really a good soul. You got effing lucky. Right? I know, man. I'm 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 a lucky guy. And you, she's directing a lot of your music videos. She's on set helping out. Yeah, she's helping out a lot. The next one we're doing on Monday, she's actually like, like, for real, like co-directing it, and like she's gonna be in the like you know That's doing everything. Sick. It's gonna be cool. Can you tell Dan who your girlfriend is? Uh, my girlfriend is an angel. Her name is Madison Eisman. She's awesome. Um, she's an actress. She's um, in Jumanji. Yeah. And uh, Goosebumps. Yeah. Is she blonde? She is. I think I know who she is. Nice. I'm not great with actors and actresses, but I think I know who she is. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's right. aware. That's, that's good. It's probably because you're great looking. That's how you can Dude. get such a beautiful But girlfriend. Before the start, I was just talking about your gorgeous hair. Yeah. It looks so good, man. But I need the hair to like distract from everything <laughs> else. You, I mean, your face is phenomenal. Yeah. I, <laughs> That's too kind, man. Thank he, you. He is a handsome guy, but I think the two of you have no idea what the reality is like to look like like me. <laughs> Come on. Dude, you both are in shape. You both are thin and muscular, and then, dude, you got good faces, you got you're good bods. You're a handsome guy. I don't know what you're, I don't Spencer, know why you'd say that. Stop. We also have a friend named Sam Fisher who wrote a lot of the CP that's coming out. Four out of five. Four out of the five records Sam yeah. Fisher wrote. We we're in the studio, and- on the beach and in the desert and in Van Nuys <laughs> and everywhere else. <laughs> Just writing these songs. Yeah, he's a really close friend and he's so talented, man. Let's dive into the EP and kind of your journey because it's yeah. fascinating. It starts in Ohio. You've been doing this a long time. Yeah, man. You- I've been doing this, um, honestly, like if we go back to like high school, like I was playing in restaurants and trying to first like break that way. It was crazy. Like I would play in like Mexican restaurants Greek places, wing places, <laughs> like carry out places where there was literally no chairs, but I'd be playing by like the, by the, um, that desk or whatever. What did you want out of that? Was it just finding Dude, an uh, audience, getting in front of people, yeah. even though they didn't really 
even though they might not have wanted you there? Honestly, it was just like, you know how everybody has like, everybody knows they have one passion, right? Like, I, like clearly you know yours, and everybody like has that thing they want to do. Some people never find it in life, and a lot of people find it early, and a lot of people find it later. I like knew a hundred percent since I was five years old that I wanted to sing. So like any opportunity to sing in front of anybody, I'd do it. I used to do Elvis impersonations at retirement homes. <laughs> When I was in sixth grade. It's amazing. I had like the jumpsuit from Halloween USA, like the little store. And I was like super overweight as a kid too. So I just, I had to look really crazy. Just shoving five pounds of poop in a two pound bag. That's a hundred percent what I was. But, but, but I get it, right? Like you, you know what your passion is. You know what you yeah. want to do. It doesn't matter who you're doing it in front of or how many people you're doing it in front of. It's the fact that you're doing it. It's the fact that I get to like express that. Cause I couldn't imagine if I like, could you imagine if you couldn't, like, talk to people and, like... That'd be weird. It would be, it'd be, like, what's the point in, like, doing life? I'd just be a yent on my street corner. You, literally. Like, it would drive you crazy. So, like, it was just, it's just a way that, like, especially back then that I could, you know, express that any way I could. So, ever. 2013, you put out your first record, pretty much, like, your first original? Yeah. We, it's, it, I don't think it's on streaming anymore, but it was called Heartstrings. And it was, like, my first song that I wrote ever. Um, uh, it was super cool, though, like, to be able to, like, put out an original piece. Before you're releasing the original, you're turning to covers, right? That was kind yeah. of a mode to get yourself out there from Ohio. Yep, from from Pickerington, Ohio. Um, it's a real place. Uh, yeah, man, I was just doing covers, like, my first one I posted was Cooler Than Me by Mike Posner. It was, like, in my basement. Classic. I had, like, cargo shorts on. Like, it was just the classic thing. Um, but I did that, and then... I put out this heartstring song and yeah, I mean, I was just playing. And then I started playing shows like, like little, like, you know, there's like bar venues. Yeah. In New Jersey, they probably have a million of like, Oh yeah. It's the, like a bar. And then there's like a tiny little stage with a PA. System. It's like a 65 capacity. Yes. <laughs> so I would play at like all those places for like 10 people and like play these little shows around Ohio, like Columbus area. And, uh, with this one song and all covers <laughs> and, and then, yeah, man, it was like that for like, a few years and I had a bunch of part-time jobs at weird places and it's a very it's a very long journey it's what crazy what, what pushes you to write an original why was it the hmm. right time why do you want to do it um th- that was we got hit up by a producer at one time it was the first person that ever hit us up was like hey I'd love to write a song um, with Spencer so I wrote a song with him it was literally the first song that I had written well that I had written with somebody so you had songs that you wrote by yourself. Yeah, they're so rough. They're really rough. Did you ever share those? No. <laughs> they're somewhere. Like there's somewhere on um on some weird like C D or something. <laughs> I don't even know where they like I have to look for those. A hard but, drive or like a burn disc that you used to make? But it's called like um oh, what was it called? Like um Hey Girl. It was called Hey Girl. Like it, that that's kinda like the kind of song it was. And that was the first record? The first thing I ever wrote. Were you? Did you write that while you were posting covers to YouTube? Yeah. Why did you? Even when it was time to you to just write, regardless of it ever seeing the light or light of day or not, why did you want to do it? What story were you looking to tell with "Hey Girl"? Or were you just trying to evolve yourself in music? Um, well, it's funny because the real, like, real, real evolution happened literally last year. Yeah. But this, um, I just think like. For me, it was covers were only getting me to a certain place, and I wanted to like like I would open for 
all these like local bands that had original songs and even if there's 10 people there they'd be singing the lyrics and i was like i want that like that's a crazy connection to feel because there's only there's a certain amount of thing that happens right when you're performing and doing only covers you don't you don't get that like thing that happens when you have original music which is so it's magical i I understand that right it's special yeah the covers you get the energy of the crowd because everybody knows the lyrics but they're not necessarily they're not they're not loving it for you necessarily yes and it's a great way to like break into music to sing an ariana grande song or a a bieber song like live and people are like oh cool he can sing and, and he sings a song i like so i get that like especially as an opening act but yeah the original thing is is a really special thing. It's it's really cool. Then what comes together last year that kind of sparked this entire what we're about to get in this EP mm-hmm. of yours? None of this has been about you. Yeah. Um last year I like the first kind of half of the year I took like 6 months off of performing um because I felt this like disconnect with myself and my fans and my not only like me as an artist, me as a person. And I took a step back and I realized that I was trying to like be a pop star. Like I was trying to like play the part, the haircut, the clothes, the way I moved on stage, the singing was all mask. It was all like fake, I guess. So last year, like, um, you know, went through some personal stuff and like, I'm glad I did because it, I just, it was this like evolution that I had and as soon as I stopped trying to, like, be a thing, yeah. to be, like, a... To a, fill a mold. Literally, to fill a mold. Um, a million doors opened. It was really crazy. But what... Who tells you, or how do you realize that you trying to be, like, every other mm-hmm. male pop star out there, how, how do you realize that that's not the route for you? Is it just seeing no results from fans, seeing no traction with music? Is it somebody in your life saying, what the f*** are you doing? It's kind of all that. Um, a lot of people can tell you, like, stuff. Like, they can tell you exactly what they think is wrong. But until this moment comes where, like, it, it makes sense to you, nothing, like, you can't make that change until that. So this moment just came to me. Um, and I was like, what? Like, I remember just watching back, like, a cover. And I was like, what was I? What am I doing? Like, what? why am I making these hand gestures? And, like, I was like, why am I? <laughs> Why am I doing that stuff? I'm like, that's not me. So then I started writing music and like not talking about like getting with a hot girl. And I started being like just so vulnerable, man. And like really putting putting myself out there. And it was like, it was scary. Like when I released a couple of songs, I was like, I just told like my biggest insecurities or something really bad that happened to me. And then like everybody immediately was like, and grabbed onto it. And I, I remember I played... This is when everything turned. It was literally one show. I played the biggest show of my life. It was um, with Five Seconds of Summer in Bozzy. In was, Ohio? Yeah, in Ohio. It was excellent. And um, and in real life. And as soon as I sang the first song, I had released it like a, two days before everybody sang the words. And I was like, oh my God, it connected. Like it connected. Just, like it finally happened. And I went off stage. I cried off stage. It was crazy. That's a beautiful moment. Dude, it was so beautiful. I'll always remember it. Zach Sancho. Hey, friends. Sorry for the interruption. But if you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Two, do you have college credits that you need transferred? 
Three, do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you want on campus from wherever you are, totally on your schedule. That's awesome. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits, so it's easy. If you want more information, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517, so you can learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. And you ready for this? you also find out why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. That's, like, really impressive. Like, uh, like uh, honestly, I kind of want to go back to school. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU Online degree programs, text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Okay, let's get back to this interview. Zach Sancho. Is it hard to be yourself in front of the camera or behind a microphone when you've been playing this act for so long? For a long time, it was hard, man. Like, just even talking to people, like, not being, like, you know, just that fake, like, L.A. guy. It's like YouTube boy type deal it just yeah it's like what you think works but it doesn't work like even now like i i just feel comfortable like i don't know like i wouldn't have sat like this probably <laughs> a year and a half ago i probably would have sat like <laughs> like that i think you'd be wearing a different outfit probably too yes 100 percent. i just um know this is not the, the coolest sweater, but I love it, and that's all that matters to me. It's like, is that you? Like, are you you now? Do you it's feel bro, I'm so me. <laughs> How good does that feel? It feels incredible. When it, when everybody finds that, it's the best thing ever. Like, clearly yeah. you found it. I mean, I didn't know the pink was for me until it was pink, and, like, I found myself. I knew Do that. Do you get a billion compliments every day at, like, Starbucks? All the time. Yeah. People, people feel like, like they can say whatever they want to me in public because I have pink hair. Really? Strangers come up to me and say <laughs> things all the time. I'm like, if I had regular hair, you wouldn't say that. Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, because you look like that guy, you know, yeah. that guy who's up for anything. Yeah. That's very true. You're the guy who can take on a conversation with a stranger. And I'm usually like, okay. Well, you're welcome. Cool. Like, I picked his it. hair and I dyed it. Well, we were just, I, I think it looks, you know how some people get their hair like dyed like a crazy color and it looks kind of not great? His looks so professional. It was very professional. Yeah. It took like four hours to get done. Dude. Yeah, my, my lady came. Oh, yeah. My yeah. friend, you're nice. welcome for the hair. I appreciate dude. it. I appreciate it. But I have, when we when I found out you were coming in, I went back to listen to the music. And when I first started looking you up, I was like, another generic pop guy is going to come in. But then I started listening. I was like, it's different. It There's is. like dude. soul in there. It's it's not just the same pop thing you hear over and over again. That literally means more to me, like than you know. That's oh, great. that's the best kind of compliment I get because like the from like 2013 to. 17 it's another generic pop guy i 100 percent agree with you and then it was just this thing it was just a flip and i was just like why am i let's be different but not for the sake of being different like for you know a, a genuine reason what do you learn about yourself during that transition from going from what you think a male pop star should be and act and look like to being yourself i learned a lot man um i matured a lot um, just about everything in life, music especially, I would go into, especially like sessions, I would go into sessions and if I didn't have like a Maroon 5 pop smash after that day, just a good reference. Don't get me wrong, Maroon 5 is great. <laughs> but like something like that, yeah. 
um, I'd be really disappointed. And then I learned to like some songs take 11, 12 sessions to get written. And some take 15 minutes. It's hard for you to set expectations like that as somebody who is creative and an artist. Patience, man. Patience is so huge as an artist. It's crazy. But is it easier to write songs as yourself now or is it easier to write songs as like some fake person you were trying to be in the past? Um, that's actually a really good question. I think myself. Okay. But um, I've done a couple sessions recently for other artists and I can still like tap into like that feeling, you know, of a couple of years ago, like what it feels like to be like that dude chasing girls <laughs> or I don't know. Well, I didn't know you co-wrote Time Flies as EP. Yeah. I yeah, had no man. idea. Yeah, I love those guys. I actually talked to them yesterday. Um, yeah, we uh, we met at a show a long time. No, this is what happened. I was doing a label showcase. Okay. And um, I see Cowell like walk through the back. This is like 2015 or something. And I was like, oh, that's a dude from Time Flies. Yeah, they're so like started, the height of their life. Oh, this right was now. like big, big time Time Flies. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, Big time, time flies, time. I was just thinking that. Yeah, big it's time, a lot. Time flies, time. <laughs> big time rush, time. Big time. Flying flies. times. Um, so you and see so I see Cal. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm such a time flies fan. So I was singing, and he literally comes up and stops the thing, the the showcase, and goes, "Excuse me, if you don't sign this man, you're crazy." And this is when they were with Island, I think. Oh, cool. And and then he's just like, I'm just kidding, but seriously, you should sign him. And he was just like, bro, hit me up, and he got my number like in the middle of the showcase. It was so rad. Jeez. And what he invites you to co-write the EP? Do you just, just start became, getting We in became there? like like friends around town, and then we had a couple of sessions. We wrote that a couple of the songs for me, and then they're a little bit too EDM for me. So so you gave them, yeah, away, yeah, right. I mean, who wouldn't to them? Yeah, I was stoked. What? Was that the first time you wrote for somebody that wasn't you? Um, I wrote for a band. They're not a band anymore, but they're called Emblem Three. Oh yeah. Um. The, so the youngest guy from Emblem Three produced five out of six or four out of five songs in my EP. Whoa! So there really yeah. is obviously connections between mm-hmm. everything you've done and the the body of work you're putting out now. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, like like at least people connections, right? Like you you connect you, you gather these great people yeah. that you like and feel comfortable around, and you know you use them more than once. I mean, a hundred percent. And I this goes back to like the patience thing. I think it takes like a few hangs to like really get their vibe and like what we want to do together like sam is a perfect example um sam fisher and i wrote this song it's it's still kind of cool but it's not out yeah it's called i just want to around with you and it's just like it's really it's actually really cool i probably shouldn't have said that because i'm gonna put it out but um (laughs) then the second song we wrote was tell me which is out now so me and him just vibed right away did he write freaking out yeah he, yeah, we co-wrote that in Joshua Tree, man. So okay. super fun. What sparks these wants to go into different locations <laughs> and be inspired by Joshua Tree or the beach or Van Nuys? <laughs> well, Van Nuys. <laughs> no, um, the the desert's very like I don't know, man. It's like so cool. I find it so like scary and also like mysterious. Mm-hmm. So I have this like weird connection with it. Um, and a couple of my music videos are in the desert, which I, I love. <laughs> I, th- th- what is the name of the record? Um, the, before sweater. Oh, the tell me. Oh my god, great song, great music video. Thanks, man. Superb. Um, that was that was my first like time in Joshua Tree, and I was like, I love this place. 
So I like going away and just secluding myself and going in for a few days. At what point do you know that you need a change of scenery? Um, when a, when a song kind of like doesn't, like you don't feel it when you're writing it. I think that's when. I'd say it's about four to five songs is a good scenery. Will you start a, a song in L.A. and then take it to Joshua Tree? Um, we've never done that, but I would. Got it. Yeah, we always just start from scratch. Freaking yeah. out. Break down this record for me because this is going to be the big one, right? This is the focus around the, the EP that's in. Yes. Yeah, we shot. We just shot the music video. It's really funny and cool. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's the the whole song is literally like what you think it's going to be about. It's about freaking out. But the chorus is, I've been freaking out that you've been having doubts. I just need to know, are you freaking out? And it's kind of this game that like people, every time you're in a relationship, whether it's a month or three years, you get to this point where, like, maybe your person starts acting kind of weird. And then you're like, are you, like, like, I'm freaking out that you're having doubts about us. Um, and that's just kind of what the song's about. It's this thing that, you know. What is it, being unsure of? Yeah, of, or or there's nothing wrong and you're paranoid. Yeah. So I think it's, like, because I've had a couple moments where I've been, like, paranoid, then nothing's wrong. And then also there might be something wrong that you need to, like, talk about and fix. But it's kind of about that that feeling. I want to have that feeling with somebody. I just need to get into a relationship <laughs> first. Very much so. You will. You'll find your, your right person. Slow and steady wins the race, I guess. Um, Sam Fisher is an incredible talent, dude. He's yeah, man. a sick songwriter. That's my boy. When you're in the room and it's time to start a record, do you come in fresh slate? Or do you come prepared with ideas? Like, What is best for you? I do it every way, but I think my favorite is scratch. Like, literally nothing in mind, and my friend Keaton will start putting down, like, chords. And then I'll just kind of, like, whatever those chords make me feel like, um, whether it's sad or good or saucy or whatever the feeling may be, we'll just go with it. What kind of story are you telling here with none of this has been about you? Are you sending a message to one person? Um, not really. It's kind of it's kind of to everybody. Uh, each song has like its individual vibe, feel, and meaning. Some are more about me and like what I'm going through in my mental state, and then uh, some are more vulnerable songs, lyrics. Then there's stuff like sweater, which is like more of a not take life too seriously. Like let's poke fun at this situation, and then there's a love song on it as well. What's the name of the love song? It's called It May Sound Strange, and it's just me and guitar. You like that? I do. Any nerves around that? Dude, so we played, I played just four headline shows, my first headline shows ever, a couple weeks ago. Uh, like, unbelievable. I can't, I can't even tell you, like... Are you playing the new stuff? I'm playing the new stuff at these shows, and we have this part in the show where we kind of, like, sit down, and I do a Billie Eilish cover, love Billie Eilish, and then I do this acoustic song, and people were crying, man. It was like I it, like I didn't know what it would connect like that. It was kind of a filler, like in the set, like just a broken down thing. Yeah. And then the more I sang it, the more it meant to me. And then like the I saw people's reactions, I was like, oh my god, it's because like a thing, man. How good does that feel? I I I literally don't have words, man. It was just um, doing headline shows is scary, like especially if you've never done them and you've played. 500 opening shows and like you just don't know 
What is the first one like, your first headlining show, after being an opener for the entire time? Um, We did it, my first ever was we did it in Columbus, um, a couple months after the, that big show that I played. Yeah. And we sold it out, and it was unbelievable, man. The promoter called me, and it's just like, you know, I wouldn't be calling you if I didn't have good news. I said, what? (laughs) He's like, dude, you sold out. And it was just, I came, like, it meant so much to me. Not because of, like, the, the ticket number or the amount of people. It was just so cool to, like, know that many people, like, had love. Yeah, that's a good way to have your first headline show. Yeah, man. It was super cool. Whoa. It so, was really crazy. Your story is fascinating because, obviously, you go from Ohio to here, covers in the middle. Mm-hmm. There's a stint on the X Factor UK. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff, man, but... Uh, the one thing that I, I value very much is the fact that everything started to click when you were just being you. You yeah. were just being yourself, and you didn't need any of the other nonsense or bull squash, and you didn't need to fit a mold. Was that you telling yourself that you needed to do this? You needed to do have your hair this way. You need to wear jeans this tight. You need to wear these types of shoes to be the perfect pop star, or was somebody else fueling that? Dude— it was literally 100% me. It was me watching um, Justin Bieber and these other artists and, like, thinking that, oh, that's the way they get success. That's the way I'll get success. And in my mind, like, that just made sense. Um, literally everything, man, from the way that, like, I talked to the way I had my hair to the way to the way I wrote my music. And when you t- when you, like, find out who you are as a person no one can like find that out for you it's really something that you actually have to find out yourself mm-hmm. or else it it doesn't work mm-hmm. how do you just the question is like how do you do it but i guess I, it's no, maturing I, I know exactly i know just what you're time. saying time patience um sometimes when like stuff happens to you like you use that in a good way there's all kinds of stuff i mean it's unique it it, it is and i I'm like going back to all the times we've hung out and the first time I met you to now and then the most recent times we yeah. hung out. There's been a transition. Like now that I didn't actively think about it, but like I even saw a difference. You felt the difference. That's uh, that's great to hear. Um that you especially that you felt it. Yeah, cuz I've known you I I've known you over 3 years now. Really has it been that long? I think so. Oh my god. It has to be two and a half at the least. But we've had some fun times, man. Yeah, but it, I, I find it really special. I'm so happy because your music is great and it, it matters. Why do you think people show up to your shows? Why do you think people connect to you as you? Um, I think I think they connect because I've had such a long and unique journey. Yeah. Um, so I've learned I've learned to really, really, really appreciate my fans and I I really do. It's not like this like fake thing that I see people do sometimes. It's this like almost not even fans like my friend. They're like they're so special to me that they're there and like they 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 make me almost cry on stage sometimes. I just don't like to cry all the time. It's <laughs> a big cry baby. I know it's a big cry baby. <laughs> it's mutual respect and admiration for each other and you motivate each other in a way. Yeah, it's and it's just special, man. Like like I I don't know if I'd be able to appreciate them the same way if I had a different journey you know if i had gotten signed three years ago or four years ago and i'm so glad that i didn't i'm so glad this is the way that it's it's happened where does this soulful sound come from like did you grow up around that or yeah uh 
a lot of Elvis, a lot of Marvin Gaye, okay. a lot of Temptations. My dad would play all that stuff. Because you can definitely hear it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, I, I still love that stuff. Like even like modern day, like Childish Gambino mm-hmm. and the more salt, like Anderson Pack and stuff. It's very cool. Would you say they're modern day Marvin Gaye? I've never thought about that. I. Yes and no. <laughs> We're like looking at each other like. Mm. I feel like it's a. I, I don't think I'd say yes, but. We don't think we'd say no. We don't think we'd say no either. What do we? Th- what do we think? Um, I think it's like it's a, it's crazy because it's a little more hip hop than that. But yeah. but maybe that's just like the 2019 version. That's my vibe, right? Because what else is like that? What else has that nostalgic? Feel John Legend, to it? kind of. I guess I, I think Lizzo is something. Of Bro, nostalgia. I love Lizzo. Yeah, she's cool. Dude, oh. Juice and those trumpets and the way she works a flute—it's just unreal. It's. A crazy experience to see her live. She moves. Oh, she moves. It's yeah, and she's confident. I love her. The most confident person I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I just like. I remember like we saw her live at it was like some small event, and I was just like, there was like a hundred people, like exact people, like not even fans, and she was going in, and <laughs> I looked at I looked at Madison, I was like, who is this? That's everything. And then she was on Ellen like two weeks later. You're like, okay, okay. I was like, that's her. Yeah. None of this has been about you. Who's it been about then? And what is this? Um, this is m- my entire journey and our entire journeys as people. Um, this kind of deals with me and my stuff that's happened in my relationship and stuff that I think people have gone through and can connect to. And then, yeah, a lot of a lot of inner looking at myself. So it's not about anybody else except for yourself. Yeah. What do you want people to walk away with after they listen to this EP? Um, I want them to walk away with a huge part of like who I am is being, as we talked about a bunch, being genuine to yourself. So I want them to feel like they can be genuine to themselves. And I want them to feel something from each song, like whether it's paranoia (laughs) or love or whatever. I want them to like feel and connect to it Um, because I'm going to be playing it on tour all of April. So I'd love for them to listen to it, you know? You're hitting the road so, with Jack and Jack. Yeah, man. Oh, that's fun. It's going to be so sick. It's good. Dude, that I'm bottle of tequila is from them. Yeah, they came and we drank this during the interview, and it went real long, well, and everyone got kind of drunk. By the way, no way. Yeah. they drank it during the interview. Oh, we all drank it. <laughs> oh, I had a tiny swig. <laughs> that's they, really funny. They came in with a, well, it was half empty. They're like, hey, we had half of this left, so we decided <laughs> to bring it in. <laughs> Sounds like them. It's a nice gift, though. <laughs> we'll take the charity. That's a big look. Uh, yeah, man. And this is the craziest part is, like, you can be signed to an agency and a label and all this huge stuff all day, and it's very needed, and it's amazing. But it never takes away from, like, this goes back to, like, my whole, like, um, I had to learn everything. I still got that tour because I texted my friend Jack Johnson and said, hey, what will it take for me to open with you on the road? I think it'd be a really good fit. With with all the teams and all the management and all and the power. And they might have, they probably would have gotten it done somehow, but I'll just never, I'll never lose that, I don't think. That's because great. Because I love, I love working for those things. I think it feels good. Did it take any convincing or was he just like, yeah, let's do it? He was, so he had, it was funny because he had just watched my music video and he said, let me hit my people, let's make it happen. And, you know, people like say that sometimes, like, let me hit my people. Literally the next day my manager got a call from his manager and he's... The both the Jacks are such awesome dudes. Mm-hmm. 
Dude. Like such kind dudes, yeah. Fun, special. I know, man. I'm not prepared for this tour. Yeah, I've been watching their uh, Instagram posts. Seems like they're having a good time. Seems like they're having a really good time. It's like all tequila, no yeah. food. Too good of a time? Yeah, Jack Johnson just um, put on a story like, it's 6 p.m. and I'm still hungover. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, Are you prepared for that? I am I'm not prepared, man. <laughs> Because we don't have a bus. We have, like, a, one of those sprinters. Oh, okay. it's bigger than the last one you were it's in. It's bigger than the last one. The In Real Life tour, you were, in a, you were like, begging for miles from Southwest and hopping yeah. in cars. Dude, we were just grinding. I mean, we're still grinding out. Like, it's it's still part of the thing, but... I remember the day you were so happy <laughs> that you got... You were able to get a social deal for hotels. Yeah, dude. Red Roof Inn. Yeah. <laughs> Represent. This is the mention they've been waiting for. Dude, Red Roof Inn has actually come through so clutch. We stayed Amazing. at, like... 40 Red Roof Inn last door. <laughs> they were great. They have free breakfast there? Uh, they have, like, muffins. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's all you need. It's enough. Coffee, muffins. <laughs> the, the look on your face, and you were, it was su- such pure accomplishment. Oh, no, I told you that at the party. But, but it goes back to, like, what you're saying. <laughs> I like doing the work for it. You know, you well, reaching out to Jack J. We weren't able to go on that tour because of, like, budget reasons yes. unless I found some sort of sponsor. So I was DMing, like. Like, just trying to find ways, like, hitting up people I knew. And then finally, like, the guy from Red Roof Inn, Kevin, is so nice. Shout out, Kevin. Red Roof Inn. Red Roof Inn, shout out. And he just hooked you up. And he is, yeah. And we've hung out since he's an awesome guy. So So it's a cool relationship that we got to form. You go from In Real Life Tour, which was, I mean, for fans, for you. It was my first tour, and it was exactly what I needed, man. Mm. It was, And it was so much fun. Those boys are, we, we, like, got food two nights ago. They're my brothers. I saw you perform at the Troubadour with them, and those yeah. fans love you. Those oh, people so cool, love you. Man. Really special stuff, dude. You really control the crowd. It's beautiful. Thanks, and man. your voice is sick, and your performance is great. You leave it all out there. Are you touring just yourself, or are you going to have a band? What are you going to do this time around? We're going to do full band. Whoa. Nice. We're going to have a drummer. Look at you. Um, guitarist, and then keyboard and, like, tracks and stuff. Spencer, Daddy Warbucks up full- in here. Oh man, <laughs> are we Everybody's nervous? taking a cut. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm nervous because these are like, these are going to be like, you know, really good sized shows, and you know, I've played shows this big, but not this many in a row. So it's going to be something different and something that I'm very ready for, but a little bit nervous just because you know it's a lot of pressure, but good pressure. Uh, back to the party lifestyle. Are you still working out like crazy and eating, you know, a couple grains of rice every day? Couple just a couple grains. No, you you would eat like an apple. Like you had this weird I had an apple eating right routine. I got here. Jeez. That's really funny. <laughs> um yeah, still working out. Like, he, he works out like crazy like a fiend. A fiend. Nothing wrong with that. If it did, it's my good it's my addiction. I'm I think I was telling you, I used to be 270 pounds. What? Yeah, dude, I you used were? to be. Oh, I was literally at the doctor there like, "Hey, Borderline obese. Like, they actually said that. Oh, my God. Um, so that's probably why I'm so addicted to it, because I never want to, like, go back to being super overweight. What do you think keeps you this way and from not going back? Like, what motivates you to stay fit? Um, I just, I, I think I'm so scared of, like, going back to, dude, I got made fun of. And, like, I mean, as everybody knows, it's rough being super overweight. Yeah. So I think it's that and it's just that like even if I like say I like don't work out for a week and I gain like two pounds, I'll just get super like I need to go to the gym right now. <laughs> work it so, off. Yeah, I don't know. It's just this like this like drive that I have now. Is there any fear that like if you eat an ice cream sandwich again, it could spark something? Hundred percent. Really? Yeah, but I still do it. 
<laughs> I just I just run like another mile tomorrow, it, but it, if I have like ice cream or something, respect. Yeah, but I don't I don't like I mean I have like I don't like limit myself, man. If like I've gotten better at having ice cream and stuff, I'll just live life. Reward yourself. You're yeah. working hard, and you go out there on stage and you sweat a freaking gallon of water. I ate a half of a half of a cake after the last in real life show. Actually, congratulations. Half a cake. Made up Sick for all my the stomach. Treat yourself. <laughs> Made up for all the cake you haven't eaten in a year and a half. Exactly. Um, once again, everybody, none of this has been about you. That is the EP. Great record. Is selfish on there, or are we talking about different records now? No, these are all new new records. The only ones that are out are sweater, sweater. and the single. None of none of this has been about you. Got it. And, and, and tell three me, new ones. Tell me's not on it either. Um, none of this has been about you. The song. Yes. Is there a choir in that, or is that you? Because I love a choir. It is me and Mr. Sam Fisher just singing. Okay. You. Fisher's got some sick pipes. Yeah, it was, it's cool because we'll do like forty-eight takes. We'll just loop it and do 48 takes. And so it's two people. So then what's 48 plus 48? 96. That's uh, 96. Yeah. Wow. So we, 96 people are in that choir. And then we <laughs> condense them and put reverb and put all the other good stuff on it. I love choirs, man. I so love, do I. I. I mean, if there's a choir on the song, I'm in. Dude. When, when, the first time I heard Sam Smith ever, it was like it was Stay With Me. And it was just like, oh, mm. this is for me. <laughs> this because it's got that soul. You like that soul? I like that soul. Yeah. Yeah. So when did you decide? Okay, let's put this choir sounding thing in the song. Well, the original demo only has one voice doing that, and it just felt like a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> like it's this big verse that was like you, not fat enough. I was like, that's cool. Um, and then I doubled it, and I was like, oh, it sounds cool. Double. What if we quadrupled it? And it sounded even better, so we're like, let's just do a choir. 96. 96 yeah. voices 96 later. 96 voices. Wow. Well, paid off. Is it just Thanks, you and man. Sam Fisher writing those records? Uh, for the most part, I mean, Keaton co-writes them with us, the producer, Keaton Stromberg. Okay. Um, for the most part, it's me and Sam. This guy, Jeff Warburton. Oh, yeah. Um, He's a Shawn Mendes guy. Yeah, he writes like all the Shawn Mendes stuff. So he came in and did that. None of this has been about you with us. Hella talented dude. And an awesome guy, too. Really? Yeah. I, it seems like I don't like working with like even if they're really good right working with people that i don't vibe with well it's it's important for energy and it's important for you to be comfortable and for you to be able to be yourself yeah it's right? really important i didn't realize how important it was to like this moment it's so important energy in a room and and being comfortable and, and knowing that people have your back and you're, you're safe to be exactly who you are yeah it's a big deal in a creative artistic anything yeah so i have like the whole ep is five people that's great. Writing and producing, and that's it. Sam Fisher. Do you, like, go back and forth on lines? How, like, what what was the hardest record to write off the EP? Hmm. You know what's funny is Sweater was the easiest. We wrote it in 20 minutes. Whoa. Um, okay. It was, like, the quickest song I've ever written, and it was the single. <laughs> um, I think the hardest one was Wallpaper, probably. Mm. Um, it's not out, so you wouldn't have heard it. But the second verse... We went back and forth. We had, like, two different second verses, like, different, like, melodies and everything. We went back and forth, like, six times. Like, literally, like, back and forth. Different sessions. We had that song. We took, like, ten, se ten sessions. Interesting. Something like that. And yeah, it was, it was crazy. And because it's a smaller group of you, it, you really rely on each other a lot more. Because some sessions, I know Sam's in them, there could be 17 people in the room and everybody's throwing out a different line or a different word to build yeah. a record. I don't, I don't love that. I've had, a, I've had a couple where there's like literally nine people in a room and it just feels like 
I don't know. I just I hate that feeling. It's hard to read nine people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't you can't it get is. comfortable and read nine people. And then at I once. get weird and I'm like, I want everybody to like like the song. So if I see somebody like not vibing, I'm like, oh, what's your idea? And then if I don't like it, I'll still take the idea. Yeah, because you want them to feel like they've yeah. contributed and that they feel okay. Yeah. Because you're worried about feelings and yes. not the product, which lots of feels, with, man. But you only care about people's feelings over the product when you're not comfortable with the people you're working with, or when you're not working with people who have a relationship with you that is, like, based in love. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. That's super accurate. Yeah. I've dealt with it many times. Yeah. It's, um, like I said, man, I, it's all about the vibe for me. Like, and it's all, it's, like, it's funny, like, the older I get, like, the more, like, relaxed I get. And, like, the vibe is just the most important part. But you could tell Sam Fisher if he had an idea that the idea sucks and be okay. Oh, oh my God, yeah. Well, I was, we were writing the song, um, and <laughs> the chorus is like, and it was like like very princey, and he's like, "All right, we're not trying to be prince here, <laughs> you know, like a sassy attitude." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Sam Fisher sass, is one of my faves. But I was like, "All right, fine." <laughs> yeah, he has no problem telling you. We'll idea. all be like, "Dude, that's super weird." I just don't want to like be weird <laughs> in that way, but in way. other ways for sure. <laughs> but you don't want to mimic Prince. I did. <laughs> But it's but it's will it you, was like it was like exactly like what Prince like it's like a Prince song. Will you listen to that record forever now and be like, oh, I should have done that Prince thing here? Yeah, I still have I still have the Prince version. So maybe one day I'll see the ears featuring Prince of the people. I'm in. That'd be sick. <laughs> You're gonna be that guy. He's gonna feature Prince on a record. He has no pardon. I couldn't do that. Someone just That's did ballsy. that to me, dude. What? There's a song that like someone like the lawyers are looking at it now, but someone like. Is featuring me on a song that I'm not on. It shows up on my Spotify. What? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know you could do that. I want to ask what it is, but I don't want to like promote it. But I want to look it up. I don't think don't, you can do it. that. Well, I mean, it has to be illegal, right? For you to Dude, say that somebody's like, featured on a song that you, they're not featured. We on. never accepted it, so like we never. It just showed up. One is day. your voice on it? No, I never. It wasn't anything that I was included in. It's some band from Georgia or yeah. Florida. Well, we're coming after you. None of this has been about you, banned from Georgia or Florida. <laughs> Florida's Georgia line. That's who it is. <laughs> oh, lucky. Keep that. I know. Yeah, I would. You want that forever. I would. Um, none of this has been about you. That is EP. Final thoughts, Dan? Just, just yeah. I, I, was, I liked it, and I'm surprised, Thanks, and it's good. Dan gives it two pink thumbs up. Yeah, thank you. Good. And for real, thank you guys for having me in. This is like, I've wanted to do this for so long. Did we let you down? No. Okay, perfect. I just have to meet Craig before I leave. Uh, Craig the engineer. Flowing around here somewhere. <laughs> Dude, I, he just seems so funny. <laughs> he is exactly what you see on Instagram. There is no filter. There's no difference. And by the way, this is the first of many visits to our studio, so I do thank you for coming. And Thank you, man. We've talked about it happening for many, many times, and our friend Greg would harass me about it every time. I know he would. I had, I had no part in that. <laughs> Dude, I, I'd be like, we'd be hanging out, and just all of a sudden, Greg would just go, so, Zach Sang, when are you going to have Spencer on your show? Tuesday? And then not, yeah, and just throw out a random day that, like, maybe Every you time. were out of town. Every time. But for real, I've been I've been watching videos for, like, two years, so it's super cool to be here. Oh, you know what? Now that I think about this whole thing of, like, who you were trying to be but not who you actually were, it's kind of like what Cody Simpson went through when he was being forced to be the next Justin Bieber, and now he does surf rock. He's like, that's not me. Screw it. I'm not doing it anymore. And Dude, now he feels so genuine now. Yeah, it's just like, that's Cody Simpson. That's who he, he was always supposed to be. Whether it sells or not, he's himself. And he's happy. I'm sure he's so much happier. Even if he was a surf rock, like, 
14 year old that would have been sick though <laughs> oh i mean it would have been real cool oh uh, but they would never have let him do that no. they're like you're the next justin bieber that was during that time for yeah. sure that's that's a yeah it's very true mm-hmm. look at you dan with the wisdom yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's what you keep me here for, right? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Wisdom guy. Just a guy who knows history and connected to the present. He just chimes in sometimes. <sighs> Smart guy. With a wisdom quote. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said something about, oh, is Madison Beer commenting on you not talking that much? Well, I don't I don't like to talk a lot in interviews. I don't have a lot to say. I just like to ask a question and listen to what the answer is. Yeah. And wow. then, you know. That's- I, th- I think I think you're you're talking us a great amount. Thank you. And I think you have very like very hard-hitting questions for real yeah i mean that's that's what i like to do just ask a question make somebody feel a little uncomfortable not know how to answer it and then that's what it is dude i remember like i forget which ones but there's some questions that like are are very like like sometimes people get flustered by them yeah i enjoy that so i was pretty prepared he gets him in there you know i know (laughs) but we set up a a a comfortable vibe that allows for great vibe in here well, thank you for coming to do the show. It's going to be the first of many times. Thank really. you so much, man. I mean that. You, you're on an amazing journey that's going to last a very long time. And keep making music. It's really good stuff. I, proud of you. Happy for you. Excited for you. None of this has been about you. But it's all that actually is, been about you since you got here. Yes. <laughs> that was terrible. That wasn't funny. That was great. <laughs> Listen to the EP. It's phenomenal. Spencer Sutherland, everybody. All right. Thank you, guys. Love, man. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.